this project is touching people's lives and the joy and the exhilaration that I feel, oh, it's just such a wonderful feeling. And I want to encourage others to do the same so that they can experience these emotions. This is one of the most exciting experiences in family history research. Call people you have never met in your life and tell them that you have something in your hand that belongs to one of their ancestors and you want to give them this item. And you do not want anything in return. These artifacts and these heirlooms can tell you things about an ancestor that no record could ever tell you. And that's why it's so important. My name is Roy Mendel and I direct the research team at MyHeritage. Among the research project my team does, we also invest time and resources in restoring heirlooms. In recent years, we have identified a growing interest in this field. People buy and sell military medals, old letters or family albums and return them to their owners. It's too early to call it trend, but there is a growing interest. It is one thing to connect with people in the present, but genealogy is literally the only way to connect with people from the past. It's the only way to connect with your ancestors. And I think there's something quite beautiful about that. Hi, my name is Chelsea Brown. I'm 29 years old and I return lost heirlooms to families. My dad is a genealogist and growing up, I saw him help families around the world for free. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really appreciate it that much. I didn't think it was that cool. But as I grew older, I started creating a connection with genealogy. And because I am an interior decorator also, naturally I'm always thrifting, always at the flea market. And it would break my heart every time I would pass a box of family heirlooms because I know those items should be with their rightful families and not just sitting in some box. So one day I just decided to take what I know and what my dad taught me of genealogy and start returning those items to families. And once I started, I just never stopped. My name is Kate Kelly. I'm 44 years old. I'm based out of Attleboro, Massachusetts in the United States of America. I've been into genealogy since I was a child. I was so fortunate to have grandparents and a great aunt who planted those seeds long ago and inspired me to trace my family trees. From time to time, we find personal belongings of sentimental or historical value in flea markets or auction platforms. And when this happens, we try to find the descendants and return the items to their rightful owners. So I go to the flea market every Saturday and Sunday. I mean, the flea markets in New York City are gorgeous and beautiful. It's what you see in movies. I mean, you walk around and you see art, you see decor, you see vintage furniture. I mean, it's quite lovely. But then... In the middle of that, uh, in the middle of browsing aisles and, and vendors, you're also seeing boxes of family heirlooms, pictures, photo albums, diaries, letters. It's so hard to explain a smell, but it's that antique smell. It's the pages of old books and, and it smells like history. And I think that's quite beautiful and, and, and so special in some way. And so every time I would pass those sorts of items, it would break my heart because I know those items should be with their rightful families and not just sitting in some box. 
antique stores are treasure troves full of genealogy information. So I primarily focus on the photos for the Photo Angel Project. I will thumb through pictures, many of which are unlabeled, which breaks my heart because in a sense they're lost to history. And I will purchase the photos that are labeled first name, last name, location, so that I have a starting point. Then I take the photos home and I go on the genealogy websites such as MyHeritage and try to find the proper home. I find diaries and letters with family scandal, family drama, love affairs, uh, letters between sweethearts, diaries written about sweethearts. So it's very interesting to, to purchase these items and then do the research behind them because it's, it's like solving a mystery. You want to know what happened to that person who wrote that diary and what happened to these sweethearts who sent these love letters to each other during World War II. That's why I connect with the, with the letters and the diaries because they can just tell you so much. They tell you stories. What do we gain from this? Mostly great satisfaction. You could call it karma. What goes around comes around, right? But ultimately, we see it as an act of justice. These are pieces of history, history that belongs to all of us. I created a connection with one of the flea market vendors, and he briefly mentioned that he had piles of Holocaust documentation at his house. And there was one letter in particular that was drawn to me, and I was drawn to it. I knew how powerful this letter was when I got the translation back, but I knew if I had told the vendor what that letter actually said, he either wouldn't have sold it to me or would have sold it for auction for thousands of dollars. So basically I fibbed to him and I said, this letter was about food stamps. Um, and so I persuaded him to sell me the letter. This letter was of a woman named Elsa when she, she got out of prison and It was on the day she got out of prison or a few days later, and it was it was a letter to her sister who lived in England at the time to tell her that her mother, her father, her husband, and her two sisters had died. She survived. Her pain is so great and big. You could clearly clearly see that from from the words she was using in the letter. Uh, and the verbiage, and basically she said, "I'll contact you again when there's a better mail connection." And it was that letter I ended up returning to Jill. My name is Jill Butler, and I live in Passaic, New Jersey. On a Friday afternoon, I received this message from someone named Chelsea, rather long and rather detailed about my family that she had something of mine. I read it in detail, seemed very, very genuine, but I said, "Well, who is this person?" It took me a few weeks to find Jill. And once I did that, I think Jill was a little bit suspicious when I first messaged her on Facebook. Um, but then finally we had a phone call and we had a two hour phone call where we talked about Ilsa, we talked about our families and um, I'll, never act, I'll never forget that phone call. It was, it was quite special. It was just the most amazing connection. I felt like we had known each other for years And it was just coming at a time of, of COVID and a lot of strife um, in our country, in the United States, as well as in, in the world, to have this connection with someone who went out of her way, spending her time, her money, her creative energy, and her resources 
on someone else. And amazingly was that Chelsea had traced these with all these different names. And my name is not Kraft anymore. I'm Butler <laughs> since I'm married. So the fact that she was able to trace us, even though all the names were, were so different. Through some of the other documents, um, there was another last name that I happened to find on Jeannie. I was able to Google that, Google a few of the names on that family tree. I came across an article in German about a memorial that was built in, in Germany. I do believe that memorial was built by Jill's father. And then from there, I, <laughs> I Googled the uh, Jill's father. And then from there, I saw on an online forum, Jill left a comment in the you know, comment section of a blog and said, Jill Butler, daughter of David. And so instantly I knew, like, this must be the daughter. The letters are a very tangible way to help the next generation remember. I mean, I have close memories of being with my relatives and, you know, them speaking German and me going off and playing and being an American kid. But my children don't. And their children certainly won't at all. So the fact that we have these physical handwritten replicas can say we were there. Ilsa forever lives in the back of my mind subconsciously every time I do an heirloom return. That letter is, is back in Jill's hands. It's back with its rightful family. It's back with Ilsa's family and that's the most important thing. It wasn't sold at auction for thousands of dollars. So I know I lied, but I did it um, in the name of a good cause. And if I didn't lie, Jill wouldn't have that letter. So I've had so many special experiences so far with reuniting photos. One that comes to mind was when my family was taking a vacation down south this past summer. And it was a road trip, so we were able to stop at the antique stores all the way down on our way to Tennessee, so that was fun. And when we stopped at one in Virginia, I found this Christmas card from 1949, and it was a photo Christmas card of this couple with their little boy. And long story short, I was able to connect the photo to the little boy who was pictured in the Christmas card. He is in his 70s now, and he lives in Florida, and the photo was taken in his hometown of Janesville, Wisconsin. And it, it was a Christmas card that was sent to family members in the Lynchburg, Virginia area. And I said to him, I said, did you remember taking this picture at all? Do you remember going to a portrait studio and sitting with your parents for this, this Christmas card? And he said, no, he said, I don't remember it at all. He said, but I'll tell you, you brought back some wonderful memories of my parents and I can't thank you enough. I think we can identify the COVID crisis as a point of time when more and more people became interested in their family story because their priorities shifted and they realized the immense value of family. When suddenly one day we found ourselves separated from our loved ones because we had to maintain social distance, we realized how important that connection is and how much we missed it when it's gone. 
one day our family members and our parents are unfortunately not going to be here to answer the question, who was in this photograph or who did that vase belong to? So it's important for us to know these things now and solve these family mysteries um, before the people who know the answers to them are not here anymore. Chelsea and Kate are wonderful examples of good people who love history, who understand the importance of family history, who want to do good in the world. They invest many hours in research without receiving any monetary compensation. The satisfaction they get from a successful return is worth it all for them. Such things make me optimistic about humanity. Thank you.